Hey, what's up? You're listening to the So What Are You podcast. I'm your host, Faraz Malani, and I'm joined by my sister and co-host, Ida. In our segments, we will be navigating the challenges of being multicultural and defining identity while diving into our guests' lives and personal experiences. Enjoy! Welcome to the first episode of So What Are You? My name is Ida, and I'm co-hosting our podcast with my brother, Faraz. Currently a marriage family therapist working towards licensure in hopes of working with young people experiencing challenges around their cultural identity and different lived experiences. But what about you? Hello, my name is Faraz or Faraz as people know me. Uh, I grew up here in Silicon Valley. I uh, grew up in Mountain View and currently in San Francisco. Yeah, grew up as a middle child, uh, kind of the quiet one of the family. Um, so I'm known to be, you know, the kind of quiet one, the one that helps solve family issues. Um, and also, I ended up being kind of one of the more obedient ones in the family. <laughs> no shade to you. Thank you. Um, but that's kind of um, kind of been my scene in this family. And I think I kind of had the typical immigrant child experience of, you know, not really knowing what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and therefore, I was kind of influenced by culture, maybe even the other way around, where I was, uh, there was so much enforcement by the community around me, which is heavily um, Persian, religious, etc., um, that I didn't really know who I was and what I wanted and kind of just ended up being very obedient a lot of my life and doing what uh, kind of like our culture and parents uh, expected or told us to do and went through a journey a little later on in my life when I realized I wasn't happy um, to figure out uh, what do I really want to do in my life and what actually makes me happy? And so throughout the years, um, this, this experience I'm describing, uh, is obviously not unique. And I found a lot of the other friends I had and people around me, um, from the Persian culture, but also from other cultures had similar experiences. And we found just so much of our time spent talking about it, talking about our parents, talking about, uh, the parts of the cultures of our culture that was super challenging that, you know, things that affected our social lives and all that sort of thing. And that, that was really just a common thread growing up. Um, and even later into life now, um, you know, I'm working in tech, um, almost 30 years old, and those conversations still seem to be happening all the time with my friends. Um, and that kind of led me to realize that this is really a, a shared experience, um, not just amongst Persians, but amongst all sorts of different backgrounds. And it made me kind of want to do something about it. Like so many people having the same experience, but maybe not knowing how to make the right decisions or have the right conversations or take care of your mental health in a way that allows you to truly be who you want to be. 
And so, yeah, I found myself having so many conversations with the friends that were, would leave us kind of, you know, we would leave these conversations feeling like we had something in common, feeling like we learned some a tactic or an experience that we could use in our own life. And we actually did use in our own life and found a lot of positive impact. Um, and so more recently, when I just finished my, uh, I just graduated from therapy for like the second or third time, <laughs> um, I was trying to figure out, okay, what do I do to maintain my skills that I've learned? Um, how do I keep this going? How do I keep having these weekly conversations that give me a lot of insight and allow me to talk about my experiences and hear other experiences? And that's when the idea of a podcast came up. We're already having these conversations. I'm already having them with uh, Ida, with my close friends, with my family. Um, I think other people would probably get something from it. Yeah. So that's when I kind of linked up with Ida and I knew she was interested in kind of getting out there and um, helping out on the mental health side. And we ended up deciding to start this podcast. Basically. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Um, I think that kind of makes me think about, you know, what got me here in terms of where I'm at with my cultural identity, how it affected my mental health. I think a lot of what uh, drew me to wanting to do this podcast was I struggled a lot with my mental health growing up, uh, childhood and adolescence and young adulthood too. Um, and I think my perspective on it was that the so much of my struggle was around my mental health and well-being um, and trying to understand who I was in my community and who I was in my circle of friends and also who I was in my family. Um, <clears throat> and then only later realizing that a lot of those things were conflicting and different and mostly rooted in our culture, our backgrounds, where our parents came from, uh, where we were born and raised, even the cities that were born and raised and being really different, um, just based on the population that lives there um, and the access and the resources that we have. So in my experience growing up in, I was born and raised in Mountain View, but we went, we were in the Los Altos school district uh, and Los Altos was primarily white. <clears throat> white and American, um, and then if not, just very well off. Um, and so in my experience, I think I learned really early that I just, I looked very different and I sounded really different than my peers, but wasn't sure why. And I think what really rooted me in mental health was that as kids, when we don't understand our environment, we don't understand why we look or sound different to people, we internalize those things as not being good enough or turning into a low sense of self-worth because you don't understand why you can't cognitively understand why you look or sound differently. And without the insight that we look and sound different because we come from different places, our parents come from different countries um, and have different lived experiences, that would have given me some insight that part of my struggle in not fitting in was had to do with my cultural identity, and it didn't actually have to do with me as a human being, that would have been really helpful to know growing up so that there's space for me to sometimes externalize versus internalize the experiences that I was having. Um, because as a kid and as a teenager, I just thought there might be something fundamentally wrong with me 
versus I had I didn't understand that I had some expectations from people and my friends in school, from my friends' parents, from my parents, from my Persian culture, from the Baha'i religion, whatever those communities were. And a lot of times they were conflicting and that's really hard for a kid. So I think for me, that helped me kind of go into the mental health profession, trying to understand and find healing through my own process. And then within that found that a lot of what was a struggle for me was finding my identity. And a lot of that had to do with culture. Um, How do you straddle two cultures? How do you remain close with your family of origin, your parents, and your community that you were born and raised with if you don't necessarily always identify with them today? Um, And that can be a challenge just trying to figure out how to mitigate that. Um, And so for me, I think I went through this healing process and kind of found myself here where now I can look back and understand my experiences through a different lens that allows space for culture um, and expectations versus before when it was really just more so about me, personality characteristics, the way I looked um, and sounded and thinking that that's just why it was hard for me. So I think I found a lot of healing and understanding that culture played a big role in who I was, uh, regardless of if I was born and raised, where my parents were born and raised, um, or if I was born and raised here. Um, do so, you yeah. think? Do you think all of that experience is what led to you moving into the field of therapy? Or I mean, psychology. I think yeah. You mentioned being a middle child. I'm the youngest, and I'm the only girl in our family. We have an older brother, um, and so I think experiencing what I went through, specifically, I think, in the city that we were born and raised in. Uh, I think the Bay Area specifically has such a, we have this reputation for being really diverse and being a melting pot, which uh, in comparison to places up, I get why it's called that. Um, And then at the same time, it was interesting growing up hearing that, but then looking at it and and not feeling like that was actually represented. Um, And so that experience was confusing for me. And I think what really got me into mental health was that my way of dealing with not understanding my culture, how that affects who I am as a person um, and my lived experiences. I didn't understand that culture was playing a role. So it really brought a big divide between me and my family uh, because it was basically a matter of choosing to align with your parents' values and culture um, and then remaining close with them, kind of what Faris was saying more so about obedience and kind of just listening to the way that your parents did it and doing that way and trusting that that's the way that's right for you. Um, I did the opposite and rejected the Persian culture a lot and then went and was friends with mostly like America, my American friends. Uh, and this caused a huge divide between me and my family, made me feel really isolated. Um, and all of that kind of just stirring up together, I think, got me into the mental health field because I wanted to understand how to help people that probably will be in my shoes again. And also to help people that were in my parents' shoes because on both ends of that, I think there is a lot of challenge in trying to communicate your needs and wants when they might be completely different. 
And I think a lot of the times it break it it really damages a relationship between a kid and a parent when really if if there if we could take all of the other aspects that might be making it harder, it wouldn't feel so personal and there might mm. be a lot more healing. Yeah. Versus me and my parents don't get along because we have different values or we have different backgrounds, so this, our perspective is different, but we can align on these things. Yeah. Um, and so that gave hope. And so I, I think that's a lot of what got me there. Yeah. And I think we had slightly different experiences, which is what, what makes these conversations pretty interesting in the sense that you had you experienced a lot of these uh, these differences and cultural cultural differences, which manifested as tough social experiences or being made fun of or excluded early on in your life um, and and probably still today to a certain extent. Um, and that was kind of a big, big impact in your life. Um, whereas for me, uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't so much recognize it as much earlier on in my life. And I think part of it is just the pers- personality, perhaps, mm-hmm. um, or, or maybe even being a middle child. But, you know, when I was growing up, I was not one to push the boundaries, push mm-hmm. the rules, mm-hmm. have a strong standpoint. Um, my my default mode was uh, just do kind of what you're told, be respectful, be a good kid, kind of all the stuff that a parent would want or like most religions would kind of expect out of you. And it kind of, it kind of worked for me. You know, I didn't make, I didn't get made fun of for being Persian, at least not directly, or it did impact, you know, the types of friends that I made and like whose house I could sleep over at and like little things like that, which I remember I didn't like at the time, but it wasn't, this experience that really like defined the next X years of my life. Mm. Um, And I kind of continued that way for a really long time. Like I continued that way all through, all through high school pretty much where, you know, I kind of did what I thought a good person would do, which is try my hardest at school, play sports, listen to my parents, go to, go to like our religious activities and um for those who don't know us like we were we're baha'i uh grew up baha'i um it's a it's a it's a newer religion and um our family is fairly religious we would you know Mm -hmm. at least two two maybe activities per week um related to religion with that community um and so kind of went through with that all through high school you know, I was okay with it. Um, I didn't know until later on in my life that I was actually very, uh, very depressed and just had no motivation for <laughs> for those first, right. I don't even know, 15, 16, 17 years of my life. There was nothing about me that was me, like unique to me that was expressing who I am as an individual and I was always a super tired kid and like quiet and that was kind of deemed to be my personality. <laughs> um, but then, and then my journey was after I left high school and went to college at uh, UC Irvine, I noticed an immediate change in my mood, my 
motivation, my excitement about life. Um, mm. That was vastly different than the years before, like a totally <laughs> night and day. Yeah. And that's when I, that was my first inkling of like kind of realizing mental health is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even at that stage in college, I didn't realize that yet. All I knew is that I felt a lot better and happier and more able to be myself. Um, partly cause I wasn't in a house with my family or my, the community I grew up with. Um, and then kind of as things progressed and I got up, like kind of graduated college and started doing my own thing and exploring my own thing more and more, um, including things like kind of changing from what my initial major was, which I didn't really, I was never really passionate about like electrical engineering. But as I started making these decisions and uh, realizing, oh, I'm actually, you know, not an engineer by default, like that's not actually who I am. That's not actually my skill set and my passion. I actually am more interested in the business side of things. And I actually have always been. And looking back, if I look at it, you know, I was always doing lemonade stands. I was always selling mm-hmm. stuff. I was always creating stuff. And um, so as, as I learned more about myself, I realized the more I prioritize finding out who I am, what I bring to the table, what motivates me and makes me happy, the more I realize that it's important to question um even your loved ones, those around you who who want the best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's your uh, culture, your religious community, whatever it is. Um, it's very important. It's so important and life-changing to question those things. And I started to do it more and more mm-hmm. within my own life. And so now I'm at, you know, 25, 26, and I'm pushing back on my parents in ways they've never seen before and showing tidbits of who I am in ways that they hadn't seen. And that's kind of like, I'm still kind of in that stage today. And so my kind of perspective on mental health, culture, and identity is like, I figured it out a little bit later on. um, And I'm now at a stage where I'm starting to push back and take back like what's mine in a sense, and Mm -hmm. really like, I get to define who I am and what I do. Mm-hmm. No one else does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, so I think they're two pretty, pretty different experiences that you and I have. And that makes for a lot of interesting conversation and reflection. Right, right. And I think in, in both of our processes, I mean, I think for me, maybe what took more time, but uh, I remember when I was younger and was so loudly rebelling from a, I would say pretty young age, maybe 10, nine nine or 10, just whether it was like not wanting to wear a certain type of clothing article, like not wanting to wear dresses, whatever it was. I remember in that moment thinking to myself, like I have, it was, this is also kind of why I care to talk about it. Cause when I was growing up and I'm rebelling, but then I can, I'm watching my brothers who are in the same house as me in the same religion with the same culture, same parents, same city, same upbringing. Uh, aren't having the same reaction. At times, I think that can be really confusing um, because it is really, on one end, it can be like, okay, I don't know why my brothers aren't saying anything. Like, I guess they just can't see it type thing. Or like, what is wrong with me that I am 
keep calling this thing out and but it doesn't seem like anybody understands where I'm coming from. So I must be wrong. Um, and so I think that was a really interesting experience for me to then come full circle, I guess, when I started to see the rest of my family slowly, but in time kind of make their way around with mental health, have their own challenges with it. And it was interesting because I felt like in that moment, when you're that person who sees it early, you feel really isolated and a lot of times feel really angry and frustrated at your family for not understanding. And I think especially towards siblings because you feel like you're on the same team. And I remember this like interesting opportunity I had when I was probably halfway or maybe earlier in grad school where you kind of get this choice to be mad at your family for not having understood you in that moment or take everything you learn from having been isolated and try and be there for your family and maintain those connections. I think that's kind of where I find myself now. I had so much room to rebel and be mad and be frustrated and make mistakes at an age that probably was easier to make mistakes at because I was like 17. Yeah. I could get away with things and um, and if I got in, in trouble, for the most part, I'll probably be okay. Um, so there, in that way, I was lucky to have rebelled early. And then I think watching my brothers on their own process, my parents on their own process to kind of figure out what mental health looks like to them now. Um, it's been a really cool experience to kind of see everyone come come into this mental health movement on their own path and us figure out who we are. Um, so it's been cool to see Faris, Faris and I have always been really close. And as same with our other brother, we he's six years older than me. So there is a bit of a gap in that way. But growing up, me and Faris are only two years, less than two years apart. So like really to watch, to be side by side with a sibling going through these things and having such different reactions on one hand could was frustrating. And on the other hand, provided a lot of space for conversation, for growth, and for different perspectives, and also for Faris to mediate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my favorite thing to do. Yes, exactly. But yes, it also makes the timing for starting this podcast kind of perfect and for our ability to support each other kind of perfect in the sense that we're kind of switching roles. And now I'm at a point where I'm the one that, you know, is – is standing up and and stating my wild ideas and my opinions and and goals that deviate from you know Persian culture or what expectations have always been around me um, and I have anger sometimes and I and I need to learn how to control that and so I can go back to Ida and say hey how did how did you deal with this when you were you know thirteen yeah <laughs> so she's and then she can give me those kind of tidbits. And yeah, so I think like at the end of the day, the whole point of, you know, sharing these stories with people that we find as like trailblazers, people who kind of pushed against uh, what people were telling them and kind of made their own path. And then, yeah, I think it's really important uh, now that, you know, the two of us have been through these experiences and we see so many people around us at different points in their journey of finding their own identity and dealing with multiculturalism and we f and and we are able to now kind of use this platform as a way to share our experiences our insights and ask kind of like the questions and expose stories that will help other people kind of question certain things in their life 
if applicable and, you know, do what's really best for them. Um, and one thing to, to point out that I want to make clear is this podcast is not in any means a place to rag on uh, parents or rag on our uh, culture or religion or whatever. It's that th- those different pieces definitely had massive impacts on our mental health and our identity, which is why we're doing this. But at the same time, those things also defined who we are and mm-hmm. a lot of our values. Mm-hmm. And, and this is not uh, an attack on culture, religion, or parents, but just a way to expose, you know, the effects that those things can have on people while they're developing and how it can have long-standing impacts um, that people may not realize. Right. And I think like even you, uh, us kind of putting that disclaimer out there has a lot to do with the fact that it can be really hard to uh, talk about how things landed for you as a kid or as an adolescent or even as an adult now, an an adult child, I think that's what they call it. Um, And kind of being able to, uh, I think the intention really is to build connection and to find similarities in our experiences. Because in a lot of ways, I think our experience as you, I would say I'm Iranian American um, is very similar to some of my friends who are not Iranian but might be from a different background. And I think part of our experiences can actually have a lot of similarities with our parents um, and their story and the feelings that they had when they came here. And so I think really the intention is to be able to talk openly about it without actually putting any blame on anyone, because I absolutely think on both ends, everyone was doing the best that they could do uh, with all the information they had. And lucky for us now in 2021, we have way more resources and mental health isn't as um, taboo and, and people are open to it. And so now that we have these tools to communicate in a way that's less blaming and less pointing fingers, we might as well bring some light to how we can adjust um, how we communicate with each other, how we set boundaries. Um, and so really, in order for us to kind of help others like us and help our parents who certainly struggle on their end to con- to maintain connection with their kids, uh, because their kids are different than maybe what they thought they were going to end up like, or their cultural practices might be different. So the intention really is just to kind of underline that a lot of the feeling that goes with being different um, or looking different or not fitting in with the people around you, the feeling behind that is generally the same. So if we can find some similarity and find something, some common challenges to talk about and bring some light to with the tools that we have to kind of work through it, that's kind of our job in this generation right now is to bring some light to it. So never coming from a place of blame or I think anger is a part of the process, though, and I think anger is valid in that way because um, I also express my anger a lot through my own process. Um, but all to say that uh, the intention is actually to bring people closer uh, by knowing that, yeah, you're not alone and there are ways you can work around being from different cultures, even if it's your parents and you even live in the same home. Yeah, and Going forward uh, on this podcast, our plan is to bring on um, guests, friends, ins- inspirational people who have 
I mean, I'll say it, take and have the courage to, mm -hmm. to look inwards, to examine their culture, to talk about their mental health and explore it and make decisions that will impact them and their future generations, kids in a, in a really positive way. And so we're really excited to, to start this podcast, um, We'll be, we'll be starting off with one season where we'll uh, bring on a series of people from various backgrounds, uh, different races, cultures, religions, and uh, let them share their story and have their voice be heard and even use it as a free therapy session if that's all it is. Mm -hmm. And we hope that uh, you all can, can feel a sense of unity with these people, a sense of shared peace that we're kind of all going through this together. And lastly, that there is hope. Like you can, if you're in a tough place, um, there are ways to change that. And they're not easy. They're oftentimes very uncomfortable and painful and take many tries, but uh, there is hope. And that's that's really want, what we want to get across with this podcast. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we hope that this is something that you enjoy and can take learnings from. And uh, we look forward to hearing feedback, I'm always open to feedback and I'm excited to share stories of our guests. Yeah, well said. Thanks for listening to the So What Are You podcast. If you like this episode, please feel free to rate and review and share with your friends. Also, if any of you are looking for a therapist in California, feel free to reach out to me, Ida, through the practice I work for, Therapy Now SF. The link is in the bio.